This is a follow-up to some discussion about surprise billing and the new federal law that's going into effect in a couple of months. There's been a lot of state laws that have been in effect over recent years, and you know that's sort of a backdrop where we've had this patchwork of different things going on. Now we have a federal law coming into play, and one thing just to pay attention to is the federal law does actually reference state law, and therefore, <clears throat> in a in a strange way, which is it basically talks about you know usual and customary and those kind of aspects. But there, if there's some components to the state law that references some of these things. You get this weird interplay between the two of them. So that's not so much about data as it is about figuring out, you know, interpreting uh, laws, which is very similar in some other ways to uh, trying to interpret business rules and creating effectively uh, some rule set that says under this condition do this, under this condition do this. Now the only problem with laws is if it's not always obvious or clear, you can't just say, okay, well, what should we do that makes sense? Um, it then gets kicked over to a court, oftentimes who adjudicates these kind of things and sets case law. But you know there is some similarities in terms of trying to interpret those things and create rules from them because you know you want to forecast and figure out what's going to happen to your business and. You know, adjudicating surprise bills is a big part of a lot of segments of the healthcare business, whether it's, you know, emergency or uh, anesthesia, you know, some aspects of uh, radiology and so on. Um, so, but I did want to comment on uh, an aspect of the data and metrics that are being used for the arbitration um, that determines how you're going to get reimbursed. You know, once upon a time, it was usual and customary if you were out of network, and we had some discussion about what usual and customary is and so on. Um, want to go back to the origin of sort of the concept of what you get paid and how much and whether you're in network, out of network. <clears throat> the original concept, I think, of being, quote, in network meant that you got higher volume pushed to you as a provider. So in exchange for being contracted, you got a lower rate and higher volume. That generally makes sense in terms of contracting in the normal world. Well, I want to say like in the real world, um, you know, healthcare has this <laughs> really fantasy-like structure sometimes where you'd swear you're in a dystopian novel. Um, <clears throat> so that made sense. Um, you had a fixed rate that you charged. You took a lower rate when you took a contract because you're getting higher volume, so you're offered a lower price in exchange for high volume. Of course, all that went out the window. Um, so increasingly what happened was providers started to, if they were out of network, charge higher and higher and higher fee schedules in order to maximize their reimbursement <clears throat> for a combination of reasons and this all gets to what's called game theory. And game theory is really about sort of anticipating the movements of others and what that impact is going to be upon you. It's kind of like plotting out logical steps and scenarios and paths, but it's known as game theory. Um, and it oftentimes falls under you know, the, the heading of economics because oftentimes it's done in financial scenarios. Um, so Back to providers increasingly charging higher and higher fee schedules over time, primarily for a couple of reasons. One is there were payers that were still char paying a percentage of the fee schedule or the percentage of the charge, um, and that made sense. Uh, another reason was that 
if you were not going to get paid fully by the insurance company, you had a bigger amount that you could charge to the patient or with which to negotiate or even use that as a club um, in order to work on the patient to try to get the insurance company to give you higher reimbursement, right? Um, so what has happened is insurance companies have increasingly paid less and less out of network and providers have charged more and more out of network. And so the, the gap between them or the delta has gotten larger and larger. And so you have these ridiculous scenarios where somebody's charging $10,000 and the insurance company's paying $350. And that's a massive, <laughs> that's a massive gap, right? So there's something known as baseball style negotiation. And this comes back to that game theory, um, which is in the reimbursement now, when you get paid out of network, um, if you're going to go into an arbitration, most of the time, what you want to do is if you're going to have to negotiate, you want to put the post as far out there as possible so that you get something that you want. So if you want to collect $1,000, you start with two or three or five because you know you're going to have to come down. If you want to get 1000 you can't start at 1000 because you're going to end up getting 500 or 300 or something like that. So now that you have these scenarios where there's these arbitrations going on that has pushed providers to go even further high and in some respects it's pushed the insurance companies to go even lower which has caused in the introduction of a negotiating tactic in arbitration called baseball style negotiation what that means is the arbitrator essentially has to choose one of the suggested payments meaning if the provider has a $10,000 fee schedule and the insurance company pays $350, the arbitrator is going to go and say, okay, you are wanting $10,000, you want $350. I'm not going to pick a number in between like $2,000. I'm going to pick one of the two. I must pick from a binary scenario where I pick one or the other. And therefore, this has caused a really interesting scenario in game theory, which is you don't want to any longer put the extreme scenario out there because the more extreme you are, the less likely you're going to be chosen. So let's say $1,000 is reasonable. If you charge $20,000 and the insurance company says $500, you're going to get $500 because the arbitrator is going to pick $500. If, however, you are closer to reasonable, if reasonable is, say, $2,000 and you say you want three, and the insurance company is offering $300, well, the arbitrator is going to select yours now. And so it's actually forcing both providers and insurers to finally come closer together. And it should further this as this law goes into effect and all these arbitrations start to move in this direction. It should push the parties closer together, which is a brilliant tactic from a game theory standpoint. I think this is phenomenal. Um, and I'm a big fan of game theory and scenarios, things like that. And I think this is really impressive. So check out baseball style negotiations for surprise billing and think about, do you still want to be charging 10 times Medicare or 20 times Medicare? Um, or should you these days be at one and a quarter, one and a half, one and three quarters, something like that uh, when the insurance company is reimbursing you at a fraction of that?